Opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA SIPC. Good morning and welcome to Beyond the Business on News Radio 94.3 WSC. Each Saturday morning at 9 o'clock, successful business leaders and entrepreneurs from across the low country talk about what it takes to succeed in business and in life now your hosts of beyond the business eric cox and leslie haywood and great saturday morning low country welcome to another edition of beyond the business people you know stories you don't heard it exclusively here on 94.3 every saturday morning from 9 to 9 30 thank you for getting up tuning in the dial and listening to us or you may be actually listening to us via podcast this morning and you can do so via our website at coastalwm.com Simply click on the radio icon and you can hear not only uh, our most recent stories, but all our entrepreneurs back to 2015. Good morning, guys. Good morning. I'm one of your hosts, Eric Cox, here with the group, the gang. What's going on this morning? Not doing too shabby. I'm I'm just excited to listen to uh, Tracy's second half of her story, to be honest. Well, I, I, I tell you what, if you did not get the chance to listen to Tracy Noonan's story, who, by the way, did come back for the second half. So thank you for showing up, Tracy. Oh, thank um, you. She's the CEO and co-owner of Wicked Good Cupcakes. Uh, but I will tell you, her story was absolutely riveting last week. I know. I kind of. I don't want to take up too much time talking about. Like, I want to get to the next part. I. This is just the one of the most amazing interviews I think we've ever had. Give us your. We're only let you speak on this today. Your <laughs> takeaway. Your nugget. Your wisdom. What did you take away from Tracy's story last week? Well, just when you think that you have it bad, someone always has it worse. And I mean, there are just things. I don't want to give too much away. You guys have got to listen to last week's story. That just her. Great and determination and perseverance i think uh shine through like very few guests that we've ever had so i you really need to listen to last week's and um, if you happen to be listening to us live this morning on the radio and you didn't catch last week's show when we're done go to our website at coastalwm.com simply click on the radio icon tracy's show from last week is the very first one on there just click it and download it and listen to that 30 minute segment I will promise you it will give you some perspective on your life and probably what you're going to do the rest of this day. Exactly. So exactly. with that in mind, why don't we just do a quick recap, um, kind of where we let, uh, let off last week. Tracy, we were talking about your life story, lots of ups and downs, lots of twists and turns. Um, and uh, I think as we were winding down the segment last week, you were talking about uh, your daughter and what you were mm-hmm. going through with your daughter at that time as you guys were still up in the Boston area. Correct. So give our listeners a little recap of that before we talk about where the story goes from there. Sure. So um, when we finished up last week, I had just mentioned that my youngest daughter, Danny, um, had dropped out of college with one class left to graduate um, and come to find out Danny was suffering from bipolar. Um, there's depression in my family, although it took us a while to um, have her properly diagnosed. So she was um, she was definitely suffering. Her whole personality had changed. And as a mom, Leslie, you know, it, you will do anything for your child. So I kind of put my career path on hold and tried to figure out a way to uh, light her fire again and get her interested in something, not knowing at the time that bipolar was, was the real issue. 
So I had a writing career that I had started. Danny came home and we um, we sat down and we talked about what what the next steps would be, what she would do. Well, it wasn't bad enough that she, you know, was not herself, but now she was moving out of the house. So now I'm in a panic because she's moving out of the house. I don't know what's wrong with her. I can't figure out how to light her fire. What am I going to do? So at the time I was watching a show called Ace of Cakes and I really loved it. And I loved the whole creating the cake, making um, things out of fondant. Danny and I both like to sculpt. So I thought if I could see her once a week and lay my eyes on her, then at least I would know that she was still alive and okay. So I asked her to take a cake decorating class with me. And I really thought she was going to say no, but to my surprise, she agreed. So the two of us would go on Thursdays and take a cake decorating class together. And she seemed to really enjoy it. And what we did was we would make something and then we would post it on Facebook. And after a short period of time, people started to ask us, hey, can you bake for my child's birthday party? Hey, can you do something for, you know, my son's graduation? You know, so we started to actually get some work. And Danny moved back into the house with us because we, you know, we were baking out of our home kitchen. And, you know, I was I was greatly relieved. I had her back home. She seemed to be interested and inspired. So I thought things were were going to move along smoothly. And that's what we did. Um, I don't know how it happened, but we started to get some commercial clients. And with commercial clients come much larger orders, right? So now we have this wall oven that we can only bake two dozen cupcakes at a time. And, and we're getting orders for like 200 cupcakes, 300 cupcakes. So um, it was a little stressful, to say the least. And we reached a point where we had to make the decision, you know, is this going to be a business? Are we going to move forward with this as a business? Or are we going to rein this in and just keep it as a hobby? What are we going to do? So we decided that we wanted to try and make it a business. So here we are, no formal culinary training. Neither one of us had college degrees, never mind MBAs. Um, we had no money and I'm like approaching 50. Do I really want to start a business at my age? And we talked about it and thought, hell yeah, this is what we're going to do. We're going to start this business. So my husband, Scott, um, agreed to give us a loan from his 401k. He gave us $30,000 and that was it. Sink or swim. So with $30,000, we had to build out a space. We had to buy all our dry goods. And if we had any money whatsoever, we could hire someone to help us. And that's what we did. So we built out a space and uh, we bought used bakery equipment and the two of us worked every single day. So we had 14, 15 hour days and the very first, I'll never forget it, the very first day we opened the shop, um, we had a line out the door and we sold over 1,500 cupcakes that day. It was so crazy. By two in the afternoon, I had quit. I quit like the first day we were there. (laughs) I went out back and I sat on a curb and I was completely overwhelmed 
and my in-laws had come down from Vermont and they were washing dishes for us to help us keep up. Like we had every family member we could helping. And I'll never forget um, my mother-in-law coming down and meeting me outside out back. And I was just sitting there and she said to me, um, you can't quit. You owe my son $30,000. So get back inside and start working. And that's what I did. And we really learned it was baptism by fire. It was absolutely crazy. My husband's company, his tech company, built us a website. And that was really cool. But we started to get a lot of inquiries, you know, to ship the product. And how do you ship a cupcake, right? They're perishable. They're fragile. We've all seen UPS or FedEx drivers drop kick boxes up to people's front doors. So this was really a challenge for us. We had to figure out how we were going to ship this product. So um, we started ordering product from all our competitors and we saw, you know, what they were using for packaging and we weren't really thrilled with the results or what we were receiving. And one night Scott was up working, he had the television on and there was a show on canning on. So someone was making jams and they were using mason jars and he came in the bedroom he woke me up it was one in the morning and he said i've got it i've got it i figured out how you're gonna ship your cupcakes you're gonna put them in mason jars and i said to him never wake me up at one o'clock in the morning again (laughs) and that is the dumbest idea i ever heard but he was relentless and kept mentioning it so Danny and I put together some cupcake jars. We did it by hand, obviously, and we sent them to friends and family across the country. We didn't tell them what we were shipping them, and we said, you need to tell us and take pictures of how this product arrives. What did you think of it? Would you buy this? Would you send this as a gift? And they were all great. So everyone gave us their feedback, and it was generally very positive. People loved the idea. So we had opened our shop in October of um, 2011. In December of 2011, we had the cupcake jars up on the website. And our whole goal, honestly, was to sell enough cupcake jars to pay the rent, which was $3,000 a month. That was it. We had no huge expectations. So people went on the website. They'd sell, you know, dribs and drabs. We'd have, you know, 10 this day, you know, 12 this day. Well, I will never forget this. We had an order come in from a student at Salem State, Salem State College, and he was sending his communications professor two jars for Christmas. And I hand wrote the note, sent the product off. And a few days later, we had an email from the professor and she said, I think you ought to tune into the news this morning. Come to find out the TSA had confiscated the cupcake jar from her in Nevada. She was traveling and she took the jars with her. Of course, Logan was like, that looks great. Go through. (laughs) But coming back to Boston um, at, was it McLaren Airport in Nevada, I Mm -hmm. think? Um, The TSA agent confiscated her jar. She took a picture of the agent holding the jar, asked him why it was confiscated. And the reason was the frosting looked like a gelatinous substance. So... He confiscated it. Well, Danny and I overnight became um, a national a, a national terror threat, if you will. And um, the Department of Homeland Security was on our website 200 times the month of December. Well, the news went viral. We were on, like 
The story was told on talk shows. People made animations about it. We were getting requests for interviews from people all over the world. So what did that do? Great advertising, right? It created sales and people started to order. Um, Come January, um, we started to see repeat orders. So we're starting to have proof of concept. And the TSA took such heat for this that the head of the TSA came out and said, these are not your average run-of-the-mill cupcakes. And boom, sales again. Wow. So I had seen Shark Tank. I had always wanted to be on Shark Tank. So um, that April in 2012, I applied, and we got a call two days later from casting. And we went through the whole application process. And in July of 2012, um, July 7th, my 50th birthday, they flew us to California to tape our segment. So what a birthday present. I know, right? It was really exciting. exciting. So um, we did not air until April 2013. Um, We were on season four and season four was the first year that they did a full season of the show. So at that time, Shark Tank had been struggling to get some traction. And then by season four, a lot of people were starting to realize what the show was and families were sitting down and watching it. So that was very cool. We aired um, April 2013, and the first five days after our airing, we did over a quarter of a million dollars worth of sales in five days. We grew 600% the year following our airing. It was absolutely nuts. And I'm proud to say that we got every order out the door. It was just, it was crazy. I don't even think I could explain, or I would definitely not want to relive (laughs) those days again because it was just it was insane in 2014 we're still on a huge upswing um we grew probably 125 percent in 2014 but um you know life didn't uh life didn't want to cooperate yet again for me so I'll never forget, I lived in Boston and I was walking down the street and I had a phone call from my youngest brother and he basically told me that my mother had fallen into the Dead Sea. And I just remember stopping and I said, what? What? And he said, mom went to Israel. She didn't tell us. She fell into the Dead Sea. She's in a hospital in Israel. We've got to go get her. So now I'm with this rapidly growing company. I have this whole new life crisis in front of me. Come to find out both of my parents had Alzheimer's disease. Mm -hmm. They were living in Florida and we didn't know. My parents weren't the type to call all the time. And my dad was much further in the disease than my mom. So if you talk to my mother for five minutes on the phone, which was usually the extent of our phone call, she could pull it together and sounded okay. But my dad was just a hot mess. And as a matter of fact, when my mom was in the hospital, he would call my brother and tell my brother that she was imprisoned and we needed to go bust her out. So one business tip that I can give everyone listening is you are only as good as your coworkers. And thank God I had the crew working with me because I was pretty much MIA for the next six months. There was trips back and forth to Florida. There was you know, getting my mom home from Israel. There was getting them set up in hospitals, finding out that they had no money left. 
They had no medical insurance. They were literally paying for their prescriptions out of pocket, $900 a month at, at the local Publix in Florida. It was a disaster. They had no, um, uh, they had done no financial planning, so there was no retirement fund. And they really couldn't function even in assisted living because they were constantly calling either my brother and I, oh, our, our TV remote doesn't work. You need to come help us. Or So my husband and I sat down one day and we decided that we were going to move out of uh, Boston proper and buy a house and move my parents in with us. And that's exactly what we did. We bought a 7,000 square foot house um, on the South Shore of Massachusetts and we moved my parents in. Well, not only did we move my parents in, but my father-in-law had terminal cancer and he was up in Stovermont and my mother-in-law, who's pretty much incapable of doing anything herself, needed our attention and help. So we moved them in with us as well. So now we have four adults who are either you know, suffering from Alzheimer's or my father-in-law was literally dying. Um, we had them living with us all while trying to grow this business. My husband had sold out his half of the tech company and had started working with us um, in 2014, which was a blessing because he was exactly what we needed to continue to grow the company. Um, I sort of took on the brunt of the home care with everybody, which was not easy. Um, it was a very emotional time. Um don't forget, my parents, you know, when I needed them the most, told me I couldn't stay at home. And now here I am with them living with me. Um, my husband and I spent about $200,000 of our retirement on taking care of my parents because it was just a disaster. They had they had nothing. So, um, God, it's so crazy. So, I remember at the time um, we were getting a lot of media. Um, the shark who invested uh, in our business was Kevin O'Leary, and Kevin is just a total media whore, which is awesome because that's exactly what we needed um, to get our business, you know, recognized and and for the people who didn't watch Shark Tank, expose more people to like different venues. So we were going on a lot of talk shows and traveling and. Um, it was it was becoming difficult. Um, I'm losing my train of thought here. And there's so much. If you know, I'm going to interrupt for a minute because sure. I want to. I want to talk a little bit about for our listeners out there who have businesses mm-hmm. when these life events come up, right? That aren't small and completely. You said six months you were gone from your business. Mm-hmm. Talk about how you manage that. How do you navigate that? How does your business survive that? So the most important thing I think. Um, any entrepreneur, a, a very important lesson is um, you need to hire folks who are smarter than you and you need to surround yourself with people who are talented and who are dedicated and who believe in your business. Had I not had that, I'm not sure what would have happened because I literally knew if I couldn't get in one day and, and go to work that I didn't have to worry. I had a team there who was perfectly capable it's actually a great feeling. This is going to sound so weird, but it's a great feeling to know you're not needed. And I don't know if that makes sense or not. <laughs> it does. But it it proves that you've grown a successful business when you can step away. Well, you know, whether it's intentional and you want to step away or if a life event happens and you mm-hmm. need to step away. And 
I was truly blessed. Even if I'd go there, I would sit at my desk and I'd be on the phone with Medicaid or AARP or, you know, attorneys or, you know, nursing homes, try, trying to figure out what I was doing and how I was going to manage um, manage family. I can tell you, um, Kevin uh, got us on uh, QVC. We were on In the Kitchen with David, and I'll never forget it. It was my first appearance on QVC, and I went to Pennsylvania. And the morning, um, I was airing in the afternoon, and that morning, my father-in-law passed. So I had to go and do QVC and be happy and bubbly and sell my product knowing that my father-in-law had just passed away. Um, that was really difficult, but it's one of the things you have to do when you own a company. Um, when you own a company, you kind of sell your soul a little bit. You have to do what you have to do. And that sounds terrible. I mean, I was home, you know, the next day and, and, but I wanted to be there when he passed. Like that was important to me. And I wasn't there for my husband and I wasn't there for my daughter and my mother-in-law and that really hurt and that still bothers me um you know it there's just a lot of things that happen and a lot of things are out of your control and you really need to have that good foundation with your business and how did charleston come into the picture oh god charleston um so uh there's a lot of snow and a lot of cold (laughs) up in the northeast and um again getting back to having a great uh, team and a great support system, we really reached a point um, where we knew we could work remotely. And we had been visiting Charleston. We had been to Charleston 20 years ago, and somehow I knew we were going to end up here because we loved it so much. And on our visit uh, a year and a half ago, we decided, hey, what are we waiting for? Why are we waiting for retirement? We don't know what life holds for us. Some you know, one of us could get sick or, God forbid, not make it to retirement. We want to live in Charleston. Why don't we just do it? And we put the plan into motion and um, we made the move. Uh, my dad passed away um, a year ago this past March. And my mom reached a point where it just wasn't safe to have her at home. I, I mean, when you're dealing with Alzheimer's or dementia, there's a lot of layers and um, the disease affects everyone differently. My dad had wore a low jack bracelet and we had the doors alarmed, but my mother was more of the one who'd leave the stove on or leave the iron on or no matter where I hid their medication, she would find it and she would be, you know, taking my dad's and giving my dad's hers. And so it, it got to a very dangerous point. So my mom needed that real that extra um, care and extra set of eyes 24-7 that we just couldn't offer anymore. And so here we sit um, in Charleston, been here now for how long? Uh, A year this past May. What is sort of the vision for the future for you guys, for Wicked Good Cupcakes and just life in general? Um, The vision is great. I mean, we grow year upon year, which is fabulous. We have um, some franchise. We have cupcake trucks. Um. We have a new platform that enables our corporate clients to gift easily called Pronto. And we're just going to continue on growing the business. And hopefully down the road, there'll be an exit at some point in time. That would be nice. But if not, we're certainly happy to continue on working. So 
It, it's interesting. We've built a multi-million dollar business from our kitchen. As a mom, I just want to know, how's Danny? She's doing great. She's doing really well. Once we figured out what she had, she started to see someone and they figured out um, what medications would work. And um, I totally encourage people, if you have depression, to go and seek help because it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a sign of strength when you realize that you have an issue and you you tackle it instead of avoiding it. Well, we have right. a quick, quick time. Do we have to, a little lightning round time? Yeah, we time? do. Awesome. Well, we have some questions just to get to know you. I, I feel like I know you so well already, <laughs> yeah. but maybe some, some lighter questions. Um, what's the best book you've ever read? Uh, the best book I've ever read was Delivering Happiness. What is What do you think is the best social media tool for In, your business? Instagram. Instagram. Awesome. Mm-hmm. What is one of the things you are most proud of? I'm proud of my daughter. I'm proud of the woman I've raised. Awesome. And number one thing on your bucket list yet to do? Um, Live in Italy for three months out of every year. (laughs) That's awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I'll tell you what, um, from the bottom of my heart, we say this to folks, you know, obviously you have great success, but you truly deserve it. And congratulations on all that success. Oh, thank you. The journey has been long, but you have fought through it. And what an inspiration to us in this room but also to all the listeners uh, who listen to this story. So thank you for sharing it. Thank you for having me here. It was a pleasure. Again, you've been listening to Beyond the Business here on 94.3 WSC. Um, we said last week or earlier in this show, if you've missed any of our shows, simply go to our website at coastalwn.com. You can listen to not only Tracy's show from last week, but go back to all of our stories of entrepreneurship and leadership since 2015. Again, Tracy Noonan, CEO and co-owner of Wicked Good Cupcakes. Thank you, Low Country, for joining us for another great Saturday morning. And until next week, have a blessed week. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Business on News Radio 943 WSC. Tune in next Saturday morning at 9 o'clock for Beyond the Business, hosted by Eric Cox and Leslie Haywood, and heard exclusively on News Radio 943 WSC.